Section 10 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by M.L. Cohen. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 4 by Henry Gray. The Hindbrain, Part 3. The cerebellum constitutes the largest part of the hindbrain. It lies behind the pons and medulla oblongata. Between its central portion and these structures is the cavity of the fourth ventricle. It rests on the inferior occipital fossae, while above it is the tentorium cerebellae, a fold of dura mater which separates it from the tentorial surface of the cerebrum. It is somewhat oval in form, but constricted medially and flattened from above downward its greatest diameter being from side to side. Its surface is not convoluted like that of the cerebrum, but is traversed by numerous curved furrows or sulci, which vary in depth at different parts, and separate the laminae of which it is composed. Its average weight in the male is about 150 grams. In the adult, the proportion between the cerebellum and cerebrum is about 1 to 8. In the infant, about 1 to 20. Lobes of the cerebellum. The cerebellum consists of three parts, a median and two lateral, which are continuous with each other and are substantially the same in structure. The median portion is constricted and is called the vermis from its annulated appearance which it owes to the transverse ridges and furrows upon it. The lateral expanded portions are named the hemispheres. On the upper surface of the cerebellum, the vermis is elevated above the level of the hemisphere, but on the undersurface, it is sunk almost out of sight in the bottom of a deep depression between them. This depression is called the vallecula cerebellae and lodges the posterior part of the medulla oblongata. The part of the vermis on the upper surface of the cerebellum is named the superior vermis, that on the lower surface the inferior vermis. The hemispheres are separated below and behind by a deep notch, the posterior cerebellar notch, and in front by a broader shallower notch, the anterior cerebellar notch. The anterior notch lies close to the pons and upper part of the medulla, and its superior edge encircles the inferior colliculi and the superior cerebellar peduncle. The posterior notch contains the upper part of the Falk cerebelli, a fold of dura mater. The cerebellum is characterized by a laminated or foliated appearance. It is marked by deep, somewhat curved fissures which extend for a considerable distance into its substance and divide it into a series of layers or leaves. The largest and deepest fissure is named the horizontal sulcus. It commences in front of the pons and passes horizontally around the free margin of the hemisphere to the middle line behind and divides the cerebellum into an upper and a lower portion. Several secondary but deep fissures separate the cerebellum into lobes and these are further subdivided by shallower sulci which separate the individual folia or laminae from each other. Sections across the laminae show that the folia, though differing in appearance from the convolutions of the cerebrum, are analogous to them inasmuch as they consist of central white substance covered by gray substance. The cerebellum is connected to the cerebrum, pons, and medulla oblongata, to the cerebrum by the superior peduncle, to the pons by the middle peduncle, 
and to the medulla oblongata by the inferior peduncles. The upper surface of the cerebellum is elevated in the middle and sloped towards the circumference, the hemispheres being connected together by a superior vermis, which assumes the form of a raised median ridge, most prominent in front, but not sharply defined from the hemispheres. The superior vermis is subdivided from before backwards into the lingula, the lobus centralis, the monticulus, and the folium vermis, and each of these, with the exception of the lingula, is continuous with the corresponding parts of the hemispheres, the lobulus centralis with the ali, the monticulus with the quadrigeminal lobules, and the folium vermis with the superior semilunar lobules. The lingula, lingula cerebelli, is a small tongue-shaped process consisting of four or five folia. It lies in front of the lobulus centralis and is concealed by it. Anteriorly, it rests on the dorsal surface of the anterior medullary velum, and its white substance is continuous with that of the vellum. The lobulus centralis and ala. The lobulus centralis is a small square lobule situated in the anterior cerebellar notch. It overlaps the lingula from which it is separated by the precentral fissure. Laterally, it extends along the upper and anterior part of each hemisphere, where it forms a wing-like prolongation, the ala lobula centralis. The monticulus and quadrangular lobules. The monticulus is the largest part of the superior vermis. Anteriorly, it overlaps the lobula centralis from which it is separated by the postcentral fissure. Laterally, it is continuous with the quadrangular lobule in the hemispheres. It is divided by the preclival fissure into an anterior raised part, the culmen or summit, and a posterior slope part, the clivus. The quadrangular lobula is similarly divided. The culmen and the anterior parts of the quadrangular lobules form the lobus culminis, the clivus and the posterior parts, the lobus clevi. The folum vermis and superior semilunar lobule. The folium vermis, folium cacuminis, cacuminal lobe, is a short, narrow, concealed band at the posterior extremity of the vermis, consisting apparently of a single folium, but in reality marked on its upper and under surfaces by secondary fissures. Laterally, it expands in either hemisphere into a considerable lobule, the superior semilunar lobule, lobulus semilunaris superior, posterior superior lobules which occupy the posterior third of the upper surface of the hemispheres and is bounded below by the horizontal sulcus. The superior semilunar lobules and the folium vermis form the lobus semilunaris. The undersurface of the cerebellum presents in the middle line the inferior vermis, buried in the vellicula and separated from the hemisphere on either side by a deep groove, the sulcus folliculae. Here, as on the upper surface, there are deep fissures dividing it into separate segments or lobules, but the arrangement is more complicated and the relation of the segments to the vermis to those of the hemispheres is less clearly marked. The inferior vermis is subdivided from below backwards into 1, the nodule, 2, the uvula, 3, the pyramid, and 4, the tumor vermis. The corresponding parts on the hemisphere are 1, the flocculus, 2, the tonsillus cerebelli, 3, the biventral lobule, and 4, the inferior semilunar lobule. The three main fissures are 1, the
the postnodular fissure, which runs transversely across the vermis between the nodule and the uvula. In the hemisphere, this fissure passes in front of the tonsil, crosses between the flocculus in front and the biventral lobule behind, and joins the anterior end of the horizontal sulcus. 2. The prepyramidal fissure crosses the vermis between the uvula in front and the pyramid behind, then curves forward between the tonsil and the biventral lobe to join the postnodular fissure. 3. The postpyramidal fissure passes across the vermis between the pyramid and the tuber vermis and, in the hemispheres, courses behind the tonsil and biventral lobules and then along the lateral border of the biventral lobule to the postnodular sulcus. In the hemisphere, it forms the anterior boundary of the inferior semilunar lobule. The Nodule and Flocculus The nodule nodulus firmus, nodular lobe, or anterior end of the inferior vermis, abuts against the roof of the fourth ventricle and can only be distinctly seen after the cerebellum has been separated from the medulla oblongata and pons. On either side of the nodule is a thin layer of white substance named the posterior medullary vellum. It is semilunar in form, its convex border being continuous with the white substance of the cerebellum it extends on either side as far as the flocculus. The flocculus is a prominent irregular lobule situated in front of the biventral lobule between it and the midcerebellar peduncle. It is subdivided into a few small laminae and is connected to the inferior medullary vellum by its central white core. The flocculi, together with the posterior medullary vellum and nodule, constitute the lobus noduli. The uvula and tonsilla. The uvula, uvula vermis, uvular lobe, forms a considerable portion of the inferior vermis. It is separated on either side from the tonsil by the sulculus folliculae, at the bottom of which it is connected to the tonsil by a ridge of gray matter, indented on its surface by shallow furrows, and hence called the furrowed band. The tonsilla, tonsilla cerebelli, amygdalene nucleus, is a rounded mass situated in the hemispheres. Each lies in a deep fossa termed the bird's nest, nidus avis, between the uvula and the biventral lobule. The uvula and tonsillae form the lobus uvulae. The pyramid and biventral lobules constitute the lobus pyramidus. The pyramid is a conical portion forming the largest prominence of the inferior vermis. It is separated from the hemispheres by the sulcus folliculae, across which it is connected to the biventral lobule by an indistinct gray band analogous to the furrowed band already described. The biventral lobular is triangular in shape, its apex points backwards and is joined by the gray band to the pyramid. The lateral border is separated from the inferior semilunar lobule by the postpyramidal fissure. The base is directed forward and is on a line with the anterior border of the tonsil and is separated from the flocculus by the postnodular fissure. The tuber vermis, tuber valvulae, and the inferior semilunar lobule, lobulus semilunaris inferior, posterior superior lobule, collectively form the lobus tuberus, tuberae lobe. The tuber vermis, the most posterior division of the interior vermis, is of small size 
and laterally spreads out into the large inferior semilunar lobules, which comprise at least two-thirds of the inferior surface of the hemisphere. Internal Structure of the Cerebellum The cerebellum consists of white and gray substance. White Substance If a sagittal section be made through either hemisphere, the interior will be found to consist of a central stem of white substance, in the middle of which is a gray mass, the dentate nucleus. From the surface of the central white stem, a series of plates is prolonged. These are covered with gray substance and form the laminae. In consequence of the main branches from the central stem dividing and subdividing, a characteristic appearance named arbor vitae is presented. If the sagittal section be made through the middle of the vermis, it will be found that the central stem divides into a vertical and horizontal branch. The vertical branch passes upwards to the culmen monticuli, where it subdivides freely, one of its ramifications passing forward and upward to the central lobule. The horizontal branch passes backwards to the folium vermis, greatly diminished in size in consequence of having given off large secondary branches. One from its upper surface ascends to the clivus monticuli, the others descend and enter the lobes of the inferior vermis, that is, the tuber vermis, the pyramid, the uvula, and the nodule. The white substance of the cerebellum include two sets of nerve fibers, one projection fibers, two fibrae propriae. Projection fibers. The cerebellum is connected to other parts of the brain by three large bundles of projection fibers, that is, to the cerebrum by the superior peduncle, to the pons by the middle peduncle, and to the medulla oblongata by the inferior peduncles. The superior cerebellar peduncles, brachia conjunctiva, two in number, emerge from the upper and medial portions of the white substance of the hemispheres and are placed under cover of the upper part of the cerebellum. They are joined to each other across the middle line by the anterior medullary vellum and can be followed upward as far as the inferior colliculi, under which they disappear. Below, they form the upper lateral boundaries of the fourth ventricle, but as they ascend, they converge on the dorsal aspect of the ventricle and thus assist in roofing it in. The fibers of the superior peduncle are mainly derived from the cells of the dentate nucleus of the cerebellum and emerge from the hilus of this nucleus. A few arise from the cells of the smaller gray nuclei in the cerebellar white substance and others from the cells of the cerebellar cortex. They are continued upward beneath the corpora quadrigemina, and the fibers of the two peduncles undergo a complete decussation ventral to the sylvian aqueduct. Having crossed the middle line, they divide into ascending and descending groups of fibers, the former ending in the red nucleus, the thalamus, and the nucleus of the ocular motor nerve, while the descending fibers can be traced as far as the dorsal part of the pons. Cajal believes them to be continued into the anterior funiculus of the medulla spinalis. As already stated, the majority of the fibers of the ventral spinocerebellar fasciculus of the medulla spinalis pass to the cerebellum, which they reach by way of the superior peduncle. The middle cerebellar peduncles, brachia pontis, are composed entirely of centripetal fibers which arise from the cells in the nuclei pontus of the opposite side and end in the cerebellar cortex. The fibers are arranged in three fasciculi, 
superior, inferior, and deep. The superior fasciculus, the most superficial, is derived from the upper transverse fibers of the pons. It is directed backward and lateral words superficial to the other two fasciculi and is distributed mainly to the lobules on the inferior surface of the cerebellar hemisphere and to the parts of the superior surface adjoining the posterior and lateral margins. The inferior fasciculus is formed by the lowest transverse fibers of the pons. It passes under cover of the superior fasciculus and then continued downward and backward more or less parallel with it to be distributed to the folia on the undersurface close to the vermis. The deep fasciculus comprises most of the deep transverse fibers of the pons. It is at first covered by the superior and inferior fasciculi, but crosses obliquely and appears on the medial side of the superior, from which it receives a bundle. Its fibers spread out and pass to the upper anterior cerebellar folium. The fibers of this fasciculus cover those of the restiform body. The inferior cerebellar peduncles, restiform bodies, pass at first upward and lateralward, forming part of the lateral walls of the fourth ventricle, and then bend abruptly backwards to enter the cerebellum between the superior and middle peduncles. Each contains the following fasciculi. 1. The dorsal spinocerebellar fasciculus of the medulla spinalis, which ends mainly in the superior vermis. 2. Fibers from the gracilin cuneate nuclei of the same side and of the opposite sides. 3. Fibers from the opposite olivary nuclei. 4. Crossed and uncrossed fibers from the reticular formation of the medulla oblongata. 5. Vestibular fibers, derived partly from the vestibular division of the acoustic nerve and partly from the nuclei in which this division ends. These fibers occupy the medial segment of the inferior peduncle and divide into ascending and descending groups of fibers. The ascending fibers partly end in the roof nucleus, on the opposite side of the cerebellum. 6. Cerebellobulbar fibers, which come from the opposite roof nucleus, and probably from the dentate nucleus, and are said to end in the nucleus of Dieters and in the formatio reticularis of the medulla oblongata. 7. Some fibers from the ventral spinocerebellar fasciculus are said to join the dorsal spinocerebellar fasciculus. The anterior medullary vellum. Vellum medullare anterius, valve of Vicens, superior medullary vellum. Is a thin, transparent lamina of white substance which stretches between the superior peduncle on the dorsal surface of its lower half, the folia and lingula are prolonged. It forms, together with the superior peduncle, the roof of the upper part of the fourth ventricle. It is narrow above, where it passes beneath the inferior colliculi, and broader below, where it is continuous with the white substance of the superior vermis. A slightly elevated ridge, the frangulum veli, descends upon its upper part from between the inferior colliculi, and on either side of this the trochlear nerve emerges. The posterior medullary vellum, vellum medullare posterius, inferior medullary vellum, is a thin layer of white substance prolonged from the white center of the cerebellum above and on either side of the nodule. It forms a part of the roof of the fourth ventricle. Somewhat semilunar in shape, its convex edge is continuous with the white substance of the cerebellum, while its thin concave margin 
is apparently free. In reality, however, it is continuous with the epithelium of the ventricle, which is prolonged downward from the posterior medullary vellum to the ligulae. The two medullary vella are in contact with each other along their line of emergence from the white substance of the cerebellum, and this line of contact forms the summit of the roof of the fourth ventricle, which, in a vertical section through the cavity, appears as a pointed angle. The fibrae propriae of the cerebellum are of two kinds, one, commissural fibers, which cross the middle lines at the anterior and posterior parts of the vermis and connect the opposite halves of the cerebellum, two, arcuate or association fibers, which connect adjacent laminae with each other. Gray substance. The gray substance of the cerebellum is found in two situations. One, on the surface forming the cortex, two, as independent masses in the anterior. One, the gray substance of the cortex presents a characteristic foliated appearance due to the series of laminae which are given off from the central white substance. These, in turn, give off secondary laminae which are covered by gray substance. Externally, the cortex is covered by pia mater. Internally is the medullary center, consisting mainly of nerve fibers. End of section 10